Hello, wonderful, amazing community. Welcome to the School of Doza podcast, your go-to source for health and wellness advice from a holistic perspective. I'm your host, Nurse Doza, and today we're delving into a topic that affects the lives of millions, fibromyalgia. Living with fibromyalgia can be like navigating a complex labyrinth of pain, fatigue, and challenges that extend far beyond the physical. In this episode, we have tips and tricks for those grappling with fibromyalgia in the hopes that they, you, can improve this condition. Because we all know it's a condition that not only affects the body, but touches every aspect of daily living. And as someone who has worked alongside people facing fibromyalgia, I understand the impact it can have on the quality of your life. Today's episode is all about empowerment and improvement. And throughout our time together, I'll be sharing valuable tips and insights on how to enhance your life while dealing with fibromyalgia. From lifestyle adjustments to practical strategies to supplement recommendations, we'll cover a lot. So make sure you get your pad out so we can take some notes. And before we begin, I want to tell you about the actual School of Doza. We have an online school. Tuition starts at $1. I teach live classes every single week, and you have opportunities to ask me anything you want. Come find your new community, schoolofdoza.com forward slash sign up. All right, let's get into some advice for fibromyalgia. Class is in session. Fibromyalgia is a multifactorial syndrome of unknown etiology. Let me just repeat this in layman's terms. They don't know what causes fibromyalgia and there's a bunch of things are possibly involved. Now, what's fascinating about it is there are some common symptoms to fibromyalgia you might know of. Chronic fatigue, painful or tender areas, restless leg syndrome, all right? You ever been told you have restless leg syndrome? Well, lots of people have restless leg syndrome, all right? What's fascinating about restless leg syndrome is it's another diagnosis on top of fibromyalgia. Some people say the person's dealing with two separate things at the same time. And I say it's the same person dealing with two things at the same time, all right? So then you think about what's causing both the fibromyalgia and the restless leg syndrome, It's not that you were missing a medication, right? They just discovered what restless leg syndrome was and they just came up with fibromyalgia not too long ago. The real cause of both, inflammation. Inflammation is the root underlining issue when it comes to fibromyalgia. It's not restless leg syndrome. Restless leg syndrome is a byproduct of your nervous system being so inflamed that your body's literally like malfunctioning and you can't sleep at night. Because think about restless leg syndrome happens what? When you're trying to go to sleep right? Why don't they have restless arm syndrome, right? The Jimmy arms, right? Everyone has when they're trying to fall asleep. I'm thinking you have the same thing, right? I hate that feeling. At nighttime, it's like your legs kind of just moving and it's like numb and you're just like, oh, it's just dead. It won't go to sleep. Restless leg syndrome typically happens with fibromyalgia. And maybe you have two separate medications, two separate diagnoses for it, but it's the same thing. It's inflammation. The inflammation is the question mark. What is it an inflammation of? Conventional doctors have no idea. I'm going to tell you it's inflammation of your nervous system, okay? Your nervous system is directly involved in fibromyalgia, all right? You want to know why I know it is? Because all the inflammatory markers that are involved with overexhaustion, overexertion, overmetabolism, all the et cetera, right, you find with fibromyalgia, okay? When it comes to fibromyalgia, there's lots of inflammation, there's lots of, they're called cytokines if you want to test them in your labs, right? I can go over that in a second. But you're dealing with inflammation. 
that's what I want you to, to understand. There's no pain medication out there that's going to get rid of the inflammation and fibromyalgia. All right. The medication that some people get for the restless leg syndrome is different than the medication for the fibromyalgia. I'm serious. There's medications called gabapentin, which a lot of people will get for restless leg syndrome or chronic nerve pain. Either way, it's also going to help fibromyalgia. All right. But the problem is, is that the person with fibromyalgia is in chronic pain all the time. To take a nerve pain pill, that helps. But then you also have sore muscles. So then you got to take a pain reliever for your muscles, like a muscle relaxer, right? And then maybe you have chronic arthritis your whole life, and maybe you got to take some kind of NSAID for your arthritis. You know, like I'm saying, like this is this is no good. This, with chronic pain and chronic inflammation, it's the same thing. It just happens to be that you came into the office one day and they said, oh, your pain is being caused all over your body. And your inflammation might be the cause of it, but we don't know where the inflammation is coming from. So we're just going to tell you you're going to have to take pain meds for the rest of your life. That's why I think people suffer with fibromyalgia. And I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to suffer with fibromyalgia because there's things you can do. The first thing you can do is change your diet. Now, in the other episode, we just talked about talking about pain. The first thing I would say is with chronic pain, you want to change your diet. You want to change your diet when you have fibromyalgia. You have fibromyalgia, which is causing inflammation, and there's inflammation in the body. They've shown that going on like on a low food mop diet, like, you know, where you basically restrict carbs, right? That would be beneficial. And you've heard us talk about this with like autoimmune issues, gut issues, if you've been dealing with this. Well, I tend to think like fibromyalgia is like a form of autoimmune disorders, right? I think fibromyalgia is like autoimmune. And if you imagine it's chronically living with you, you have chronic inflammation. Were you born with fibromyalgia? Probably not. No one was just born with fibromyalgia. I mean, you develop it over time. Because think about it, you weren't, as a kid, had fibromyalgia. I don't think most kids get fibromyalgia. Most adults are diagnosed. And what I go back to is I say, well, you are what you eat. Monosodium glutamate and aspartame are two very common food ingredients. They're known to be found in most processed packaged foods. Guess what? If you eat a bunch of processed packaged foods that contain a bunch of MSG and aspartame, that's like throwing gasoline on the fire for your fibromyalgia. If you go on a low-carb, low-processed food diet, that's like a fire extinguisher putting out the fire. Right? Like you're, you're giving your body a chance in the battle against fibromyalgia. The question is, will you ever get rid of fibromyalgia once you get the diagnosis? Probably not. Probably not. And I don't know if this makes you feel better or not, but I just explained to our producers here how someone gets diagnosed with fibromyalgia. So typically, it's whoever practitioner sees you that day. Seriously. Like if you come into the clinic that day, what are the symptoms, right? Like here's the symptoms again I'm tired. I'm, I have a bunch of pain all over. I have brain fogginess, poor sleep, trouble concentrating, frequent headaches, joint pain, leg cramps, restless leg syndrome. I'm anxious. I'm nervous. I'm depressed. I feel numbness and tingling. They're going to, well, sounds like fibromyalgia to me. Boom. There you go. There's your diagnosis. Good luck with all that. You keep taking these meds. That's what you do. That is what typically happens across the country every day as we speak. And that has been the advice now given to people. Because I'll tell you what the follow-up advice is. I know what y'all go through. The fibromyalgia patient now goes into the doctor or the practitioner, right? And they say, well, how you doing today, miss so-and-so? Oh, I'm still in pain. I'm still dealing with lots of pain all over my back. Yeah, well, did you, uh, did you ever try changing your diet? 
No, I didn't really do that. Okay, well, you just keep taking your pain meds then. There you go. That's what happens. Visit three, four, five, same deal. It's the same deal. And let's say on visit six, the patient says, Doc, I'm still in pain. I don't want to increase my meds. I don't want more meds. What can I do? What can I do to help with my fibromyalgia? The doctor or practitioner might say, well, I told you, change your diet. And if they're nice enough, they'll say it sweetly. But other people are going to say, you know, all this would be a lot better if you just stopped eating those cheeseburgers. That's what they really should say. Now, if it pisses off the patient or not, fine. But if you've been living with fibromyalgia for six, seven, eight years and you haven't stopped eating fast food, I'm putting the ball in your court right now. You're going to live with chronic pain as long as you keep eating those cheeseburgers and drinking those diet sodas. All right. And, and there's no one else to blame. Now, if that's the issue, it's tough love. I'm sorry, but I have to get you to want to make the change. That's the biggest difference, because if I tell you what diet to do and you don't want to really want to change, that's a whole nother conversation. That was pain management. I was in pain management for years as a nurse practitioner. I was uh, prescribing opioids and pain medications and nerve pain pills for fibromyalgia patients. The conversations I would have with them, I said, well, yeah, if you're going to keep drinking the diet sodas and the cheeseburgers, can you at least take a turmeric supplement? Can you take a fish oil pill? Can you do something else besides nothing? And they'd be like, maybe. Oh, all right, cool. I'm like, would you take a supplement? Obviously, the diet change, you know, you might not give up the cheeseburgers and all that, right, and the diet sodas, but you and I both know those aren't good for you. I'm not even going to go into it. I could tell you, on a side note, I have so many podcasts. We have so many podcasts on diet changes. If you haven't realized by now, food is your medicine. If you eat healthy food, it's anti-inflammatory. It will reduce pain and inflammation and keep things like fibromyalgia a lot better and manageable. Period. If you want a supplement, look into vitamin B5. Vitamin B5 is considered to be the anti-stress vitamin. Seriously, if you go, go into PubMed, Go look up pantholinic acid, vitamin B5, a water-soluble B vitamin known as the anti-stress vitamin is obtained from foods and dietary supplements. Hypothetically speaking, a deficiency of vitamin B5 may cause pro-inflammatory effects on the immune systems producing cytokines and in some cases symptoms like arthritic pain, myalgia, fatigue, depression, and insomnia. Does this sound familiar? Does this sound like fibromyalgia? Could I go on a limb and say fibromyalgia might be a vitamin B5 deficiency? I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say yes. It's part of the problem. When you have malnutrition, okay, across the board, no matter what nutrient it is, you don't function well. All right? You need the vitamin B5 because the vitamin B5 helps produce things that reduce inflammation in the body the anti-stress vitamin. You know what it does? It goes and it helps support your adrenal glands. People with fibromyalgia have never been told this, but I'm telling you this right now. If you have fibromyalgia, you've had a problem with your adrenal glands your entire life. And that was the main problem to start the fibromyalgia diagnosis. Okay? And I'm telling this, no one will say this. There'll be no practitioner that comes out and says this. There'll be no doctor that you see in traditional medicine that believes this. But this is how it works. Imagine if you were stressed to the max your entire life, which everyone in life is, what do you think that does to your nervous system? It activates it in a flight or fight mode, sympathetic response, okay? Stay with me on this. 
A person that lives in flight or fight mode their entire life is white knuckling it at every single second. They go to bed, they're white knuckling it. They fall asleep, they're white knuckling it. They go to work, they're white knuckling it. And they might put a smile on their face, but deep down, their body is crawling and they want to scream, but they hold it in because they're a nice lady or a nice gentleman and they don't really say how they're feeling. That builds up inside of them, their overactivated nervous system starts overactivating the adrenal glands and the overactivation of your adrenal glands are your stress response throughout life, regardless of whether you believe it or not. Don't believe me? Cortisol and dopamine, adrenaline are all made from the adrenal glands. You make all of those when you're white knuckling it in stress mode or while you're awake. If you've been stressed to the max, you've made too much cortisol, dopamine, and adrenaline from your adrenal glands, and it overtaxed your body, the nervous system, and it depleted you. All the vitamin B5 that you had stored up from your body, you might have gotten it from your cereal, your fortified cereal when you were growing up, but you and I both know as an adult, fast food is not going to have vitamin B5 in it. And you're stressed out to the max and you have fibromyalgia and you're like, yeah, but I just want the sodas because they help me feel better. They make me feel good. I love my Dr. Pepper. I love my diet, Dr. Pepper. I'll pick on them. I used to drink Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper is like throwing gasoline on the fiber for fibromyalgia. Sorry if y'all come after me. I'm sorry. It's true. You and I both know it. There's no vitamin B5 in Dr. Pepper. Vitamin B5 goes and supports the adrenal glands. Right. And in my defense against stress, because with fibromyalgia, it's not like you're diagnosed with fibromyalgia. You take a pain pill and all of a sudden all the stress goes away. That's a bad thing. Right. If you're having to resort towards opioids to get your pain relief as well as your stress relief. Right. And then it goes a slippery slope. We start talking about muscle relaxers and Xanax and you know where that goes. I'm sure there's people with fibromyalgia that have been prescribed Xanax. Lorazepam, right? Valium, right? Soma, muscle relaxers, right? I just take a little of this before I go to bed at night. And it helps my restless leg. It helps me fall asleep at night so then I can get a good night's rest and wake up again and drink a bunch of coffee and do it all over again. Fibromyalgia. If you stress your body out long enough, it taxes your adrenal glands. If you want to take something for your adrenal glands, take vitamin B5. It's found in our Zen. My favorite supplement that we have is called Zen. I call those my happy pills, okay? And they're just supplements, all right? This day and age, I joke about this. Imagine if I were to give Zen to a bunch of people in pain, especially with fibromyalgia. These, this is what I imagine. It's gonna help them with their energy. It's gonna help them with their adrenal glands. It'd probably help them with their sleep because there's a lot of vitamin B5 in it, which is an anti-stress vitamin. And they start supplementing vitamin B5. The science has shown that there's a correlation with pain. High levels of pain, low levels of vitamin B5. Wow. So in fibromyalgia, vitamin B5 deficiency, vitamin B5 helps the adrenal glands. Oh, you're seeing a connection. It's the adrenal glands. It's been the adrenal glands. You go to bed tired, you wake up tired, you have a crash in the afternoon tired, it's your adrenal glands. Take Zen. MSWNutrition.com. Use current nurse Doza. We should save that to the end, but take it now. I would take, if you're really stressed out, two to four. Two to four a day. They're your happy pills. Take two in the morning, take two at night before you go to bed. Watch your sleep and your energy improve. Seriously, it's great. A diet that you should try, like I said, if I haven't convinced you already to change your diet, this is the diet for you. I want you to fast. 
I want you to fast if you have fibromyalgia. And if you fast with fibromyalgia, you can reduce the inflammation in your body with fibromyalgia. Okay? The inflammation that's in fibromyalgia, you can look at it in labs. It's interleukin-6, it's tumor necrosis factor, you know, high sensitivity C-reactive protein. These are usually high in people who are really, really sick. And fibromyalgia people are considered the same thing. What they've shown is that fasting, not eating, calorie restriction, those types of diets promote reduction of inflammation in the body. And it would be perfect for a person going through fibromyalgia. And I wanted to save this separately because I wanted you to get the idea that if you change your diet, it's going to be the first start, right? Go on a low-carb diet, all right? Go on a keto diet, go on a paleo diet, whatever works for you, okay? It'll start reducing your fibromyalgia symptoms. I'm serious, it will. It will help you. I mean, go look at all the bloggers and podcasts out there that say the same thing. Like, literally, people have probably gone on the carnivore diet and reversed their, their fibromyalgia symptoms just because. And if, you, I mean, like, that, I, I know several people that have done that. Now, if you have fasting, this is a different type of approach. Like, fasting is the idea that I'm not eating at all. I'm not eating the carnivore diet. I'm not eating the keto diet. I'm not eating the paleo diet. I'm fasting. All right? I fasted earlier this week. It was great. I did a quick, like, I think it was like a 48-hour fast. All right? 48-hour fasts are great. Now, if you do a 24-hour fast, great too. Okay? You just don't eat, and you drink lots of water. And if for people who need to regulate their blood sugar, their insulin, their weight, their inflammation, this is perfect for you. People love fasting because it helps them lose weight. But imagine if it helps you with your fibromyalgia. Would you not fast every single week? I want you to eat, but I want you to eat healthy, real food when you're hungry. It's just when you actually decide to not eat, you're doing this therapeutically, right? This is incredible. Fasting is something that was given to us. and We have the ability to, to basically cause our bodies to get rid of the inflammation for us, right? This is why I said food is your medicine. But even imagine that if it is your medicine, that's how you, you, you adjust your medication. You adjust your food intake, right? Like, yes, I need food as my medicine, but I'm not have to take my medicine all the time. I can not take it these certain days and I'm fine without it, right? I, and this is really fast. Like the, the doctor of the future, I was always told, prescribes food as medicine, right? And you imagine if I hand you something for fibromyalgia, I say, here's some vitamin B5, right? Here's your Zen right? Here's some turmeric, right? Um, here's some vitamin D, just why not? Go look at our the D, vitamin D3, 5,000 units. You know, that's got to be good for immune system, right? And if I give you all this stuff, now I'm giving you nutrients for you to function better. The thing is, I wish you could get it all in your food. I really wish you could get all the nutrients you need in your food, but you need a supplement. But then if you get your nutrients and then you fast, Okay, then you unlock your body's ability to detox and reduce inflammation on its own. That's what fasting and caloric restrictive diets do. And I would say for fibromyalgia people, if you can do it, start with a 24-hour fast. This is how you do it. Saturday night, 6 p.m., last meal, all right? Go to bed. You wake up at Saturday. Don't eat breakfast. Don't eat lunch. And then guess what? You go to bed at night. You skipped Sunday. That's it. Your last meal was Saturday night. Hopefully it was a bunch of healthy fat and protein. And then when you go through Sunday, you don't eat anything. It should carry you over from the night before with all that food in your belly and your stomach and everywhere else. And then eventually you don't 
Well, you wake up Monday and you decide to eat if you want to. You'll be in a nice sweet spot. But if you fast, you're clear-headed. Most people think, oh, I'm, I'm going to be hangry. No, those are problems with blood sugars. If you're on a good, stable blood sugar and your insulin is regulated, you can fast for three, four, five days easily. I've done six-day water fast. It actually helped my insulin. I would probably say if you did a five, three-day fast and you could handle it and you worked your way up to it, you would probably notice a reduction of inflammation with fibromyalgia. I really do. You've got to be supervised. You've got to know what you're doing. Find a nutritionist that can help you or find a practitioner. I mean, I'll be happy to do it with you. Just set up a console with me. And the last thing you should consider doing for fibromyalgia is I want you to find a community that supports you. This seems like it's the last thing, but it might be the most important thing. When it comes to fibromyalgia, you're living in chronic pain. You're living in chronic inflammation. It's not like you go to fibromyalgia support groups, unless you do. And, and I imagine, you know, what do those groups look like? It's a bunch of people talking about how they deal with pain all the time. And maybe they also talk about what they can do to help their pain, right? Because when you're in support groups, you empower and uplift one another. Even if you're a support group, like a, like a grieving, you know, you would imagine you can let it all out there and be open-minded and, and let your emotions out, talk about it. Maybe a hug, the most simplest thing as a handshake or a smile can help. Same goes with fibromyalgia. People with pain don't think other people know what it's like. And that's probably true. But deep down, a lot of people are dealing with a lot of the same issues. Fibromyalgia is a whole other issue. For years, I've thought it's a burnt out nervous system, overused adrenal glands, malnutrition. But it's also lifestyle. The lifestyle changes that I want you to make, yes, I want you to get better sleep. Yes, I want you to stop eating as much fast food. But I want you to surround yourself with someone or something that makes you more powerful, right? If you go to a support group, do they empower you? Our online school, the School of Doza, is an online community. People with fibromyalgia should sign up and become a student and find a community that supports you in your journey against fibromyalgia. Because I don't want this to be like this diagnosis that just labels you right like it shouldn't just label you it should it shouldn't motivate you to say look there's something I, I gotta i gotta deal with now and i'm gonna i'm gonna handle it you know there are options that's why i said even with pain there are options fibromyalgia is something that people suffer with but i think there's a lot of things that could be helpful you know like i said the diet change big deal start by going paleo keto right do carnivore if you want to and then eventually fast, right? When you can throw in a 24-hour fast, a 36-hour fast, once a week, once every other week, once a month, your fibromyalgia, I think, will improve, right? Those are two things that you can do today, starting today, okay? The thing of working on your inflammation, all right? If you work on your inflammation, I'm, I'm going to throw this too, right? Because I know inflammation is involved in fibromyalgia, the liver, Okay? This is where you stack supplements, all right? You take liver, uh, liver prime actually is probably the one I would recommend. So the liver prime uh, and liver, or liver boost, either one, like liver prime or liver boost. I'd probably start with liver prime though. And the liver prime has antioxidants in them that help restore the health of the liver. The liver is, is what's gonna reduce inflammation in the body. So if there's a practice that you could do for fibromyalgia, seriously, like, you could seriously just support the liver every day, all right? 
I know you're saying, well, I got to support my adrenals. I got to support my liver now. Yeah, it's not that hard. You just take supplements, right? Take Zen, take liver prime, liver boost, whatever. Any of those combinations, but the Zen and the liver prime, that'd be a really good combination. If you took Zen and liver prime, here's what you do. You take two of each in the morning, okay? Maybe take two in the afternoon as well. Then you change your diet, right? Surround yourself with people that support you. Find a yoga studio that you really like. Fibromyalgia and yoga, people take yoga because it helps with fibromyalgia. You got to move. You got to get that nervous system calm. So just think about this. Do things that make your body calm. Breath work, belly breathing. If you have fibromyalgia, you should definitely be doing belly breathing every day. You should be getting sunlight every day. Maybe walking around, right? Something that grounds you and relaxes your nervous system because at the end of the day, you're dealing with stress. And if you're stressed out to the max, I want you to just remember there are ways to deal with it. Don't let it get to the point where it keeps burning you out because there are things you can do to reverse this, okay? Now, I'm going to wrap this up for conclusion because the fibromyalgia thing, I want to give you hope. As we dive into fibromyalgia, I want to thank you, first of all, for tuning in. You know, to focus and sit through an entire podcast is tough, but you did it. You're dedicated. I hope there's something you took out of this that helped. And therefore, I think you have what it takes to improve your situation. Because if there was something that you got out of it, maybe you listened the first five minutes and said, okay, I got it. Let me go do this. Listen again. Listen a little bit longer. Hopefully, it keeps you empowered. And I want you to stay empowered. Remember, you're not alone in this journey. Your story will help others. Picture, uh, picture yourself healing. If the tips shared today resonate with you, stay connected for more insights. I already said, go do the Zen and the Liver Prime by MSW Nutrition. Use code Nurse Doza. All right. If you want to be connected, all right, go find us on TikTok. Go find us on YouTube. Go sign up for the School of Doza. Become a student. If you have fibromyalgia, I expect you to sign up for the School of Doza. It's $1 tuition. And you can ask me anything you want about fibromyalgia and we could talk about more in-depth things. Schooldoza.com forward slash sign up. Every small step counts. Small steps add up to big steps. Until next time, class is concluded. Keep working on your health. <laughs>